Hey guys, thanks for tuning into Mass's World this week. Instead of asking you to rate, review, and subscribe to my podcast, I'm just going to ask you to share it with at least one friend. So thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Here's a message from our sponsors. Hey guys, welcome to episode five of Mass's World. Um, this week I got a really cool guest with you. It's one of my best friends. His name is Lee Gorman. Um, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Hey, Mass. Hey, guys. Uh, my name is Lee Gorman. Uh, I live in Fort Worth, Texas with my wife, Remy. Uh, we've been married for, gosh, I guess about four months now, which is crazy to think about. Um, she's awesome. She's great. Uh, I work for a company called EPI. We are a commercial kitchen equipment rep company. So that's just a really fancy way of saying I sell refrigerators and fryers. To ISDs, That's which right. I work for school district, so yep. Lee and I have actually crossed paths. I have visited Mass's school before, so that was fun. We got to have lunch together. Um, but yeah, so that's what I do for a living. And we have lived in Fort Worth since we've gotten married. And my wife went to TCU. I went to Baylor. That's how Mass and I know each other. And uh, yeah. Well, it's funny. In, in all seriousness, um, Lee came over at 9 this morning. It is now 12.22. <laughs> we've had a lot of... Um, a lot of hanging out. A lot of hanging out. A uh, lot of technical difficulties. We've been to Best Buy and back, and we've kind of finally figured it out. I've got to return some things, but you know, growing pains. That's all right. Growing pains. We do what we can. <laughs> um, so I kind of wanted to to go into the story of how we met. You touched on that it was at Baylor, um, but I don't know. I, I I'm kind of Lee's mentor now, if you will. But. Yeah. I learn more from Lee than he does from me, That's so it's not true. it's kind of the other way around. But Lee, I'm gonna really pass that on to you. Like, yeah. kind of how how did we meet? What what's that story yeah, look like? Yeah, so, and feel free to interject if I forget anything. No um, doubt. So I was a freshman at Baylor from Shreveport, Louisiana. My brother was a year older than me. Um, was in the same fraternity as Massed, and he mass was just in charge of our pledge ship so he was uh kind of the guy running everything and but i wasn't mean which no no he's, not, he was nice yeah. don't think like all the tv shows you see yeah about. nothing like that so through that uh we just became really close honestly we didn't really know each other that well before maybe we had met a couple times um i'd heard through the grapevine like you were a, a, a guy that i needed to meet and hang out with <laughs> probably because of our sports uh sure. sharing that interest but um yeah so we met and just kind of really started to bond during Pledgeship and then after Pledgeship, I think, is when we got really close. Yeah, and um, I, I would agree. Um, we kind of both realized we were dating girls from TCU, yeah. which was unique. I was a senior. Lee was a freshman. So big age difference, and most of the seniors I was terrified of, but Mass had a really <laughs> easy going. You know, you could, he's never met a stranger type personality. And so That's exactly how Lee is, if you're wondering. <laughs> um, but we, like you said, after Pledgeship, was when we really became really close friends. We realized we were both um, dating girls from TCU. And I've always heard it put like, find people three years in front of you and three years behind you and, and pour into those people. Um, you know, and, and, and this was before I was a Christian. And, but, you know, I just, I, I really took to Lee because I, I just thought he was a really cool guy. And we had a lot in common. Yeah, it was funny. We were kind of inevitably figured out that we were kind of going through the same things in our relationships and just our um, decision making in college. Yeah. It wasn't just, very good. No. in in a lot of different areas, how we spent our time, maybe some of the people we were around. And, um, I think we both kind of realized at the same time, well, really you realized first. And then I kind of realized through your realization that, uh, maybe 
wasn't leading my relationship well at all. Right. And so I, I guess I took my um, realization very serious and I went and broke up with my then girlfriend, mm-hmm. Anne, who shout out is now my wife. It Anne. was for the, for the best. <laughs> um, and you know, you, you kind of always use the, the thing that I was always one step ahead and you yeah. got to kind of follow that example, which I have a guy that's a few steps ahead of me and I get to follow mm-hmm. his example. Yeah. Go ahead. I, yeah, I think it, and honestly, I maybe I never articulated that until today and recently in our conversations about laying this out. Um, it was funny, like you've had that mentor role for me really since the beginning, but also that friend role. And so you were always like a best friend, but also a guy who I looked up to. And so in that, like you kind of started, you know, becoming a Christ follower. And I was like, Oh, like, you know, I need, I'm going to look into this because that was something you were doing. And you started to go through those things with Anne and realize some of the things you were doing. And through that, you know, I kind of followed suit after and realized I wasn't making great decisions. And so you were always just kind of one step ahead. And honestly, it's still that way. I mean, you got married. I got married a couple of years later. Um, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Um, my wife's pregnant. So yeah. a I, I, couple I, years. I was going to say that, but I didn't know if we were telling the on air people that. No, it, it's cool <laughs> now. It's, it's out there. My wife is 16 weeks pregnant. Shout out to Ann. She's a rock star. Going to be the best mom. Going to be an incredible mom. But so ultimately, Lee and I both broke up with our girlfriends. Yeah. And they both became our wives. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we just, Lee and I have always kind of had a a, a lot of similarities yeah. that just kind of brought us together. And, and you know, so we really kind of want to segue into like what the, the meat of this podcast is. We, we felt that we needed to introduce Lee and, and kind of get his little background and yeah. kind of how him, his and I's life kind of intertwines. But we really wanted to talk about being true friends because Lee and I... Um, Lee was one of the first friends that like, it wasn't just a surface level friend. Mm. Um, and I don't know why Lee and I clicked so much, but I think it was just cause we were going through a lot of the same things and we apparently like the same type of girls, yeah. and, <laughs> um, just stuff like that. And, you know, getting past surface level, I, I, I said this in my trailer, but I was always like an inch deep million friends wide type of guy and it was really easy to tell people different parts of the story so no one ever truly knew me yeah um your puzzle pieces were all scattered out to different people exactly and so um when i started like becoming close to lee it was like we were just like okay we're both broken here's here's kind of all our junk let's let's find a way to to be to better ourselves. Right. And I, I think it was really cool. Not only were we going through the, the same thing at the same time with, you know, our girlfriends at the time, now wives, but also I was the same exact way. Like I had had a couple close friends in high school, but nothing on, you know, no deepness on the level that you and I got to really like right off the bat, which was kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, and, and I think pledgeship helps that because yeah. in pledgeship, like I said, I was kind of leading it and I encouraged mm-hmm. these guys to be like, pretty real with each other, which was really funny because it was a contradiction because I didn't actually do that. Um, but <laughs> you I was, did after. Yeah, I did after. So, um, but we we're going to, you know, what what does a true friend do? Um, and kind of we're going to talk about this and how it manifests in two different ways. So first, true friends are vulnerable mm. with with one another. And that's, look, culture tells us like, 
be a man's man. Don't share your feelings. Yeah, and, keep your and, stuff to yourself. And, yeah, and, and that's just not a healthy way of doing things. Yeah. Um, and when you do that, you you're, when you don't let anyone in, you, your heart kind of just becomes hardened and you look down on those people. But when, you, when you're vulnerable and, and you can share things with people, you're going to grow um, in relationship with that person. Um, and then when you get into marriage, it's... It, Regardless, it's a good step to take of being yeah. vulnerable with friends because when you get in marriage, everything gets magnified. Right. So if you're planning on getting married, which most of us are. Be vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. You start As quick as possible. Yeah. So yeah. practically like someone's going to be vulnerable. And um, how this manifests in Lee's and I's relationship was we just kind of told each other stuff that not a lot of people knew each other. Yeah. Knew about. And... Um, we just said, Hey, let's, let's get better at this stuff. Yeah. Um, it, it was interesting too, like in sharing that stuff right off the bat, you're talking about moving into marriage, but it, even if we're just talking about friendship, like sharing those things. And I don't know what caused us to start sharing those so quickly, but I was telling you things I never told anyone and maybe vice versa. Um, but that caused us to get really close really, really quickly. And then for me, this became this friendship that was so special right off the bat because it's like I had this weight lifted off my shoulder. Right. You know, like, oh, you know, you know who I actually am, so I don't have to, like, really try hard to be this certain person. Yeah, which so. kind of, it's it's an easy segue into just saying me too. Yeah. Um, I think the reason, now that I'm, like, processing that mm-hmm. is because we had so many of the same things that we were going through. Yeah. It was easy to just say me too and to accept you where you were at. Right. And you accept me where I'm at and just be like, well, we're broken. Yeah. So it's, it's all out there, yeah. but I, I still want to be friends with you. And right. I, I, and there was something like that kind of clicked that was like, this is good for my soul right? to, to be honest with somebody and not try and hide every, mm. um, you know, like I said, puzzle pieces or like we said, puzzle pieces, every little aspect of my life was given to someone else, but like just like push over all my trash and all my junk yeah. and be like, here it is, Lee, bro. Right. And uh, I, I just need you as a friend mm. because I need because I want to be better than what I am. And I put on this face of what I want people to perceive about me. Right. But it's not actually true, and I know that. Mm-hmm. But no one else may it's know It's exhausting, that. right? It's you know? exhausting. You have to keep up. You know, it's like you're wearing a mask all the time. And yeah. you never want somebody to see you take it off because if they do, they might know, you know, the real you, which turned out to be the best thing, you know, <laughs> knowing the real each other was awesome. Exactly. So someone has to take the first step in vulnerability mm-hmm. to be true friends. Yeah. And then, um, throughout the friendship, you're going to have to continually meet, um, the person where they're at. Yeah. So like us just being broken, um, we're going to screw up. And when we're honest about our screw ups, the other friend can encourage you, um, help you plan to move forward, um, give you practical ideas, push you back to what's obviously very important to you and I is our faith. Right. Um, and just to keep fostering that friendship growth. So the yeah. two ways kind of you're going to become true friends um, is to be vulnerable right, and to continually meet the friend where they're at. Yeah. I think uh, moving forward with a plan, you know, that's that's part of it. And I think maybe an example of meeting someone where they're at in our friendship. I mean, we probably have a thousand of them, but yeah. after you left college and we had had this, you know, we became really close friends 
you know, I'm still at college. I've got what, three years left. And then you left. Um, it was hard for me to kind of keep, I don't know what keep, the momentum. Uh, the momentum. Yeah, exactly. It's like we were, you know, charging the town together. together. And, yeah. And it was like us, we're going to take on the world. And then you left. And I think I lost a lot of my steam because I wasn't as mature yet. I was still, you know, I was a sophomore in college. Uh, you were graduated, you know, you had a job, all those sorts of things. Right. And so I lost this steam. And then I came to you, I don't know, maybe a year later. Yeah. And kind of had to come. We kept up. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I think just maybe I lost some of that vulnerability. Like I wanted to. Well, just location. We exactly. weren't hanging out every day. Exactly. It just became different, which was fine. But uh, maybe I held back some of that vulnerability and I had to come to you, I don't know, maybe a year later and say, Hey mass, I'm kind of doing the same things I was doing when we met, you know, I've kind of fallen back into the same behavior and that was tough. It was really cool for me just to, not that I was perfect. Um, just, I had found a group of guys outside of college that really had kind of spurred me on. And I was going through this, um, about year long discipleship program at Watermark church called regeneration. Um, which I ended up doing, which, which Lee <laughs> ended up years three later. years later. Talk about the, you're always a couple steps ahead. Yeah. And, um, when Lee got, when Lee called me and, and he just said, Hey man, I'm, there's just a lot of things still going on. And, um, I just got to meet him where he was at mm-hmm. and, um, I got to share some of the things I was learning through, um, that discipleship program and helpfully come up with a plan and, yeah. um, which was cool to me because, you know, I think sometimes in friendships, especially, you know, we were really close, had the same things. You kind of continued to grow and maybe I wasn't growing as much. And so maybe there was looking back, I might've been a little scared to share those things with you just because, you know, the distance and we weren't doing the day to day. Sure. And I think there was a a level of of maturity of just like, I'm in the real world and you're still around. Like I was living with one guy and we had to go to work every day and we were tired after work. And, right. you know, it wasn't like I was going to school for three hours a day with the rest of the day to hang out and do cool. Play basketball. Play yeah. Basketball. yeah. <laughs> and um, just be with my friends all the time. Right. I was just in a different life stage where I wasn't allowed all of those freedoms yeah. because I was working. And you kind of had to grow up a little quicker than I did. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I was kind of forced, thrust into that. And when right. I left you, you were kind of thrust in this new world of when you come back as a soft, you, you rush in the spring. Mm-hmm. So you're in the fraternity in the spring. It's, but then when you come back in the fall, it's like you get all the perks of being in that fraternity. Right. So all these new things were kind of being thrown at you as well. Exactly. And I don't know when I brought that to you, you know, maybe a little shame. It was in there for me. Um, but you meeting me where I was at, even though I knew you were again, steps ahead of me was really, really special. Because I was like, okay, look, my friend hasn't abandoned me. Like, we're still charging the castle together. Yep. But we're just at different places. And, and you meeting me where I was at was huge. Right. Mm-hmm. And I had done those things. Yeah. Like, I had been a sophomore. Mm-hmm. And I got to walk through some of those situations Yeah. Um, with you, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, another kind of thing that, that we took from that is another way... To like really dive deep in the friendship is to confront your friends if you see them living in a way that's not consistent with what they're saying they want to live like. That's yeah. really wordy. But well, think essentially, about it. I was saying, "Hey, Mass, I want to be this person," and I wasn't 
doing the things that were necessary to become that person. And so so I got, yeah. as a true friend, the loving thing to do in that situation is to call you out and step on your toes a little bit. Right. And, and Which it, nobody had ever done to me. It was a little weird at first. Well, the beauty of it is Lee can now ask, now ask me these questions, though, too. Yeah. Like, if he sees something that might be inconsistent with what I'm saying I want to be, he can be like, mess, you know, what that that doesn't make sense with what you're striving for. Um, so being able to ask tough questions, um, confronting a problem in a, in, in a loving way, so not tolerating what they're doing and just being passive about it, but going head on and saying, hey, and like I said, stepping on toes, it's it's uncomfortable. Call a spade a spade. Hey, dude, you are doing this. And this is not, when you're on the phone with me, when you're in a desperate time, you're not saying, I want to do all these things. Mm-hmm. You're saying, I want to run from these. But then I see you doing it, and that's a contradiction. Yeah. So me as a, again, like I said, Lee's, Lee now does this to me as well. <laughs> and I'm not some righteous, like, not at all. know-it-all. But in, the, in our situations, I got to step on Lee's toes and say, hey, dude, this is not consistent with what you're telling me. Yeah. So... What's the deal? It was you being a really good friend to one of your broken friends. I mean, we're all broken, but we're all at broken. that time I was I was low, you know. Yeah, and it's just really cool because you know, you could have responded in a, a couple of different ways. Mm-hmm. Um and so when I called a spade a spade and I said, "Hey Lee, you're doing this," which it, I know was tough for you because you're like me and you you like people you're a people pleaser. We yeah. say yes to everything and don't like rocking the boat, baby. Yeah, we want everyone to like us. And yep. I mean, that was probably the reason I had never been in that situation where someone was calling me out or I was calling someone out. And so you doing that, a I know it was taking a you know leap of faith for you, and b it was eye opening to me like, oh, this is what it looks like to be a good friend because who knows you better. Who knows what you want to be better than your friends, right? Exactly. You knew who I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. And you're like, hey, you're not doing these things. So yeah. like, there's a disconnect. Well, and it took Lee's vulnerable, vulnerability from the beginning for me to like know what he truly wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, if he said, I just, I don't really care about college or whatever, you know, that's the standard he's holding himself to. Well, why wouldn't he do all these things? Right. But when he said, no, this is not, I want to be an example for some of these younger guys. I want, I want to, you know... Um, pour into someone um, in this in a similar situation that I was that in. You so to me, yeah, exactly. So when I when I told Lee that he could have responded in one or two ways, and and the first way that a lot of people might respond um, is in a way of anger or frustration that you're calling them out, or yeah. they might be feeling attacked or have this defensive posture, um, and that's really tough for the person confronting them because they don't want you to feel that way. They're right. just trying to call you to something more. Yeah. And I think true friends aren't afraid to step on the toes, even if it's going to upset their friends. Yeah. Like you, I don't like what you're saying. I think sometimes being a good friend is being okay with knowing they might not be happy with me after this conversation. Right. And, and you know, it's like ripping the bandaid off. It might hurt in the moment, Yeah, but they're trying to love you. So you don't, go down that road any further. Right. Um, and it's, it's happened to me a bunch before. Yeah. Um, and it was just cool. Lee didn't respond in that way. Um, well, before we go to yeah. your response, I kind of want to talk about if, if you do approach a friend and they do push you away, which has happened to both of us. This yes. Has. 
don't be tolerant of their behavior. Mm-hmm. Say, I disagree with this, but still be okay knowing that you've made an attempt to do everything that you possibly can do. Yeah. It's like you've done everything you can, you know, hopefully they do change their actions or their behavior, what they're doing. But even if they don't, you don't have to abandon them. You know, Right. And, and I think you, you said it best. You've cleaned your side of the street. You've right. made every attempt. Um, and you know, you can't, our job's not to change yeah. hearts. It's to, to be a good friend and right. confront and say, Hey man, this is not consistent with, with what you want. Yeah. And that's how you, I think can really love your friends and anyone in your life. Well, is in that capacity. Well, especially when the culture is you do you. Right. And I'll do me. Right. Stay out of my life. Yeah. People might feel that being impeded upon. Exactly. Especially nowadays, you know, we don't want to impose on people, but like, what what are we doing? You know, if we're friends and we know what each other want, let's challenge each other. Let's let's make each other better. Right. So. I think um, the pastor of my church was talking about the spiral of silence. And if you just mm. let silence, if you just don't say anything, that's unloving because ultimately they're with every decision they make, they're going somewhere. Right. So if they keep making a, a decision in a direction that they ultimately in their heart of hearts don't want to go and you're just silent and you're just letting them go down that road. Yeah. How loving is that? That's not Mm-mm. being passive is not loving. No. And quite on, quite frankly, it's unloving. Yeah. Um, if you don't confront and say, Hey, Hey bro, no, this, yeah, this, this is, this not, is okay. not the case. Yeah. yeah. Um, so moving forward, Lee didn't respond in that way, mm. you know, which was, you have, there, there has to be some sort of humility going through Lee to not respond that way. And he mm-hmm. didn't. And it's, it's so cool because I'm so quick to say, well, well, you did this. Yeah. Well, I am too. But, <laughs> but that still doesn't change the fact that, you know, I was doing the wrong or whatever. Right, right. Um, but I'm just so quick to do this. And your response in that situation was just one of yours was just of a, a humble posture. Hey dude, I'm grateful that you said that to me and you're right. Mm-hmm. Will you help me in next steps? Yeah. Um, I don't know what, what are, what are next steps? Uh, I mean, I think it's, you know, looking, uh, you said it earlier, figuring out, you know, the playground and the playmates. So what that means is figuring out what people, what places, what things are causing, you know, them, or in this scenario, it was me, um, to, to act in this way or to engage in this harmful behavior. And then it's take a look at those things and you're probably gonna have to cut them out of your life in the story, you know? But that sounds really extreme. Yeah. I mean, it is maybe, but it's what's necessary because, you know, that's kind of what it's going to take to change. So, so you're saying like if, for instance, if I'm, if I'm hanging out with guys that, that I'm not growing with, I need to cut those guys out. That's yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I wanted to emphasize that because it, it may feel extreme, but you know, I've also heard you're an average of what your five best friends are. Yeah. And, um, I want you to imagine real quick. So, me coming to Lee and saying, hey, bro, some of your friends, man, I, I just don't know about. And this is the illustration I might use. I, I, I'd tell Lee to get up on a table. And I would grab his hand and say, how hard is it for me to pull you down from this table? And it's very, very easy because I'm lower than him. I have all the momentum to pull him down. And he has to use his back and his mm-hmm. core to stay up. 
Well, it's really easy to pull someone down. Now, let me get up on the table and put Lee on the ground. Lee's a lot bigger than I am. (laughs) And have me try and pull him up. Pulling him up is very, very difficult. Yeah, it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder to pull someone up into Mm -hmm. like a um, good situation. So if you're around people... Now, now I'm going to actually expand on that metaphor even further. I think if there's five guys pulling you down, um, yeah, you're going down. In the reverse of that, think if there's five guys pulling, pulling you, up, you up. Yeah, so they're swooping you up easy. They're, they're just <laughs> yeah. yanking you up, and you're flying up there, right? Um, and that's kind of a, a metaphor of like who you surround you with. That that's kind of yeah. who you're becoming, or not only the people, but even just you know. In that scenario, it is the people. There's five guys on the table. They're pulling you up. But even the actions, the places, like if all these things are bad, they're going to pull you down. But if you, you know, surround yourself with good environments, good people, good actions, it's going to pull you up. No, and, you know, it's really funny. I moved from um, a school in the seventh grade, and I was was failing classes, making terrible grades um, when I was a seventh and seventh grade, sixth and seventh Mm -hmm. grader. And I go to this new school and I suddenly get thrust into a group of, of people who care about school and grades and suddenly my grades start to improve. Yeah. And it, you know, that just happened because of the people that I was surrounding myself with. I, I suddenly cared about the things that they were caring about. Right. And it's like good peer pressure almost. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. That sounds well, just, so weird. Yeah. But. Just surrounding yourself with the right people right. who make the right decisions, who you want to learn from. Yeah. Um, and true friends are going to pull you up, not, not pull you down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that, that doesn't mean leave those guys forever. That means, Hey, leave them for a season right. and, and then go love the guys how you've been loved by others. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's really powerful too, because like in, I mean, our scenario, but also other scenarios, like I always thought being like a good guy, a good man, um, maybe looked like being the popular one or the nice one or all these different things I thought it meant to be successful or good. But like when I started hanging around you and some other guys that were just good Christ following people, I was like, Oh, that's, that's cool. You know, like that's, that's what I want to be. And it's that good peer pressure, um, and that good encouragement that, you know, right. Y'all picked me up. No, I mean, I agree. So all this to say is like, you can hold someone accountable, you know, so you make the plan of like, Mm -hmm. Hey, I need to maybe ditch this situation, this place, these friends. Um, and then the true friend really needs to Continue to ask uncomfortable questions. Yeah. It doesn't get easier from there. No, it gets harder, if anything. <laughs> yeah, because now you are now you feel this pull of like, should I go this way? Like you have a true fork in the road mom- moment. Yeah. Should I go this way or should I go this way? Um, and quite frankly, it's it's got to be, it's, it's a consistent thing of, hey man, I got to keep following up and and I, you know, I use reminders on my phone and that may seem insensitive, but at the pace we're going at, it just, it's the best method for me to keep up with, with guys. When it worked, I mean, I just, I remember specific phone calls. Like I could tell you where I was in college, where I was going, still doing some things that I know I shouldn't have been doing. And you would call and check up on me. And I was like, well, you know, it, it, maybe sometimes it wasn't the call I wanted, but it was the call I needed. Sure. So. No, I think that's good. I mean, recently, 
Um, and Lee and I aren't in the same, like, we don't, we're still, like, really close, yeah, but we don't, we're not the guys who hold each other accountable anymore. Right. Um, geographically. Geographically. It just doesn't make sense. Not possible. Right. I'm in Dallas. He's in Fort Worth, right. like you mentioned earlier. So, you know, finding a group of people who can hold you accountable. I mean, this, mm-hmm. this podcast, it, it's a lot of fun, but I, I had someone say to me, if, if you're not being a rock star at being a husband mm-hmm. and at your job, yeah. then you don't need to be doing it yeah. because this thing, I like it. I have a lot of fun talking about this and, and sharing um, some of the things I've learned and some of the people that I've, I've, I've gotten to be close with over the years. Um, it doesn't matter if other things are falling off. I need to quit this. Yeah. Um, so the, the podcast was one that was taking up a lot of real estate in my brain, but you know, I can ask, Hey guys, I don't want this podcast to consume me. Give me, let's build some parameters. Let's talk about it. Y'all mm. ask me questions. Um, so it, that's what I've really, really needed. Yeah. Um, so lastly, I, I just kind of want to, to mention this is all for not, um, if, if you're trying to do this on your own. Yeah. Because it's impossible. And I, and I say that in, in a, in a spirituality kind of way, like Jesus Christ is my savior and through him, all this stuff has changed. Yeah. All the practicality is amazing, right? Of course. They point you in the right direction. I think like if, if you and I, you know, becoming friends like that and pushing each other in the right direction, if nothing greater was involved in that, again, that would have been good things to do. But they don't think they would have lasted. No, I mean, I, we, we talk about this all the time, but like there's that void in your heart, right. That you have. And that we're all looking to fill and it's there for all of us, even if we acknowledge it or not. And yeah. all those good behaviors, good things that we were putting in place, again, pointed us in a great direction, had us establish a solid friendship, but they didn't feel that void, you know, nor give us the power to like get away from these things at all. and move forward at all with our lives. So like, I think what Lee and I are trying to get, get across is like, there has to be a power from somewhere else. And yeah. that power, it's is, Jesus. It's Jesus. Absolutely. You know, and if you haven't accccepted, you know, the free gift that he offers that he yeah. died for your sins past, present and future, um I'd love to talk to you about that. Lee yeah. would love to talk Absolutely. to you about that. And ultimately, like he said, practically these are amazing steps and and wonderful wisdoms that we've learned. But like you say all the time, you can't white knuckle it. You can't white knuckle it. Yeah. If I tried to um move on from, or if I try to do this podcast thing on my own mm-hmm. and was just like, I'm going to do it. It's, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to create the boundaries and, um, I'm not going to bring in Jesus and I'm not going to feel convicted by that. I need to be a husband first. Then what am I doing? Yeah. You got to distribute the weight and yeah. yeah. And it's, it's literally the only way. And I, I don't know if, if I, I, I can speak from my experience and I know you feel the same way, yeah. but I've tried to give up things on my own or try and, you know, working out's a great example after, um, you know, <laughs> a New brief Year's. Hiatus. Yeah, yeah. A brief hiatus. And it's like, if I just say, I'm going to do it forever, it just doesn't work for me. And it yeah. may work for some people. I'm just, I'm just being on what, that may be what you're passionate about. Like I'll, yeah. I'll always watch sports, but right. I've tried to move away from that. And that's, one of the addictions that have kind of run my life is I always want to be in the know with the sports. And if I quitting that 
or moving f- from that a little bit, I've had to do with Jesus. Yeah. So ultimately, find true friends. Find find people that will be vulnerable with you. Yeah. And they um, might be broken. Well, yeah, they no, will be broken. They will be broken, <laughs> and it's okay. Yep. Um, being broken is is a really good thing. Yeah, you can it, be broken together. That's that's okay too. <laughs> it's really cool, and and you don't have to put up this this image. Yeah. Um, that you're trying to that's so popular in culture. This Instagram, everything's perfect. I'm happy all the time, and yeah, you know, it's okay to not be, and it's okay to rely on other broken people. Yeah, like minded, like you. Yeah. Um, to get through that, but nothing feels better than taking off that mask. Start with vulnerability, and it all uh, just kind of falls from there. You dude, know? I I think that's a that quote right there is just <laughs> a great way to end this. Um. Lee, thank you so much for coming. Dude, thanks on for show. having me. I'm where where it. can the listeners follow you on social media? I am on Instagram. It's uh, Lee C Gorman, spelled exactly like it sounds, and uh, that's really the only place I'm at. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all this his his information will be in the show notes yeah. as well. Um, I appreciate you guys tuning in. I hope that you take something from this. Mm-hmm. Um, if you would just share this with one person, I think that'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, I think it. Lee, I, I love your, your words and I love your, you know. Well, I love being on here, dude. I think what you're doing is, is really special and uh, it's encouraging to me. So I know it's encouraging to other people as well. So thank you for doing it. Good, man. Well, we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in this episode of Mass's World. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Mass's World. Again, instead of rating, subscribing, and reviewing this podcast, I ask that you share it with one person that might like to hear it. Thanks again for joining me, and I look forward to seeing you next time.